Yes, thank you. Happy to be here. It's been frustrating for the business owners. Uh, there's been so much information that's come at different times. You know, we originally got one set of information and then it was revised. SBA released new instructions. The banks released new instructions. So it's been a frustrating process. But, you know, we keep communicating. I think that's the big message is just keep communicating with each other and with the banks and gathering this information so that we can be on top of everything. And this week, the banks have really started moving a lot faster, getting these loans done. So that's taken some of the pressure off. We have more information. It's been a lot smoother this week. Uh, so that's been a good sign. Within a week, the last 
Agree. Yeah. We've already gotten at least one or two that we've seen come through this week. It was a pretty fast turnaround for uh, one of them in particular. It was great, you know, pretty much 48 hours um, from when they completed their application to getting the money in the bank. So, you know, that was that was pretty impressive uh, to see that happening. Once they got the kinks worked out, everything's really flowing better now. I believe that one can go um, anywhere from t 10 to 20 years, actually. That one's a, a little bit more long-term. The interest rate, I believe, is sitting around 3.75 to 4% on that one. So it is a little bit more of a long-term, uh, but it has fewer restrictions on what you can use it for. So it is a good option for a lot of those small businesses that just have bills to pay. You know, they've got stuff to do. Uh, so that's a good alternative. No, I have not seen that come through yet either. Um, we are still kind of waiting to find out how that's going to play out with the people who have applied already, um, either before the CARES uh, got implemented or afterwards. So we're hopeful that that will start coming through relatively soon.
conjunction with the small business licensing process for the Agreed. That that process has definitely been a struggle to get that moving at the pace. We've gotten some mixed messages along the way. So hopefully that will change in the future, but we are still dealing with some delays in getting that money processed. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's uh, really what everyone's very curious about right now is to see exactly what's going to qualify, what those rules are going to be. Um, you know, we've got some baseline of what the SBA's already released and what Treasury's already released, but there's still some gray areas. Uh, the other aspect I'm seeing a lot of interest and attention in is for those self-employed independent contractors who are getting paid by 1099s, PPP is supposed to apply to them. We have no clear instructions yet on how that is going to work, how that's going to be calculated. So there's a lot of interest and a lot of uh, concern, you know, of how, how those people are going to be able to apply. It's supposed to be open for them today. Uh, as of earlier this morning, I hadn't seen any instructions yet from SBA on how that's going to work. So that's going to be a big topic, too. Correct. You know, so right now we're just waiting to find out, is there going to be a different application form? Are there going to be different rules on how the payroll, the average monthly payroll is calculated? Uh, the SBA has not given specific instructions yet, so we're kind of, you know, 
making our own best judgment here, collect your 1099s, get your Schedule C ready, uh, but we really don't know yet exactly what that's going to look like, and we're hoping SBA will be putting some information out maybe as we speak. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it may change, but we'll, you know, kind of, we've got some good baselines to go with from what they've released so far. Yeah, you know, that's that's really what remains to be seen, you know, and how strict are some of the definitions going to be of what qualifies under, um, you know, rent and utilities and things like that. Uh, hopefully, you know, again, it will be pretty clear cut, but we we don't have a whole lot to uh, work with yet besides just the general definitions.
Welcome to the Business Matters Talk Show with Charles Musgrove. On Business Matters, we discuss the issues that matter to your business. Find more episodes on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and BeanTeam.com. And now here's your host, Charles Musgrove. Thank you for having me. Good to be here. Yes. I'm just glad to be here to be able to share some of this information. Um, I've had a lot of uh, information I've collected in the course of doing these applications, talking with the banks, uh, talking to the SBA. There's a lot of information to digest, and I think it's hard for business owners to know what are they supposed to be doing, where do they even start, who do they talk to, and I'm, I'm just happy if I can share some of that information to help everybody uh, figure out what do they need to do to help their business right now. Thank you. 
The purpose of the loan, it's intended, you could guess from the name, uh, Paycheck Protection, it is meant to replace and assist with payroll funds that a business needs to keep paying their employees. That's the biggest problem right now that if you're a restaurant and you're shut down, how do you keep paying your employees when you have no revenue or minimal revenue? Uh, and the purpose of the loan is to replace that money, put it back in the business owner's pocket so that they can continue paying payroll, keep those employees on their payroll so that, you know, a month from now when we're able to start opening back up again or whenever that may be, that we'll have employees still on payroll ready to go back to work and uh and not you know getting kicked out of their homes and unable to pay their bills in the meantime so the payroll component is really the most important part of the paycheck protection program it's based on the the amount they loan you is based completely on how much your monthly payroll is so it's really the, the biggest purpose is to cover your payroll with a little bit of a bonus of helping with your rent and your utilities and your mortgage payment. Uh, but that's kind of the, the smaller factor. The biggest point is pay two months of rent, or um, I'm sorry, two months of payroll for your employees, keep them on your pay payroll, keep them in their houses, make sure that you know people aren't suffering due to this shutdown. Yeah, most of us are using 
2019 averages. Uh, we've seen some special cases. If your business is seasonal, you can make an exception to that and use your, um, you know, expected seasonal amount. Or if your business wasn't operating for the whole year of 2019, then you could also use your 2020 for the first two months of the year. Uh, the SBA is considering that this disaster started or the, you know, the coronavirus problem started uh, in February. So, you know, it, there's a little bit of leeway there. Uh, but for most people, they weren't affected in February. So they say use your January and February if you don't have good 2019 numbers. So there's there's some leeway there. Um, but typically, yes, 2019, look at your average. Uh, and that includes your wages. That can include sick pay, vacation pay. Uh, if there's commissions, those are also included. Uh, the main thing that gets excluded is 1099 pay that you know is going to an independent contractor or a subcontractor. Those people are not included in that payroll cost calculation. And as Charles mentioned, the taxes, uh, except for your state unemployment tax, that w could be included. Correct. So anything that goes, any employees who get paid more than 100000 in a year, the excess amount has to be excluded from that total when you calculate the average. Uh, so again, you know, there's, there's some math involved. There's a little bit of a, you can't just run a report and take that number. You do need to um, finesse it a little bit. Fortunately, I've seen many of the payroll companies, um, big and small, are starting to come out with uh, specific templates that will pull your uh, paycheck protection numbers for you where it'll include any allowable um, payroll wages, subtract out any uh, excess, and then, you know, add in any applicable state taxes and give you that final number. Um, some of them I've seen even include your num average number of employees. So they're, they're really working on it also to try to help those business owners and maybe save them some of the hard calculations by putting it into a, a template for them. So check with your payroll provider. Yeah, check with your payroll provider for that. Now, I, I will say real quick, Charles, I've seen less reference to the FTE recently for the full-time equivalent. So I'm not 100% sure that that is still valid. I've started seeing more where they're just taking the straight number, which to be fair is a lot easier to calculate. Uh, so I'm not super sure about that right now, um, which way that's going to go. Um, if you've already done an application and you put it in with FTE, that's fine. You know, the SBA has said that they will honor whatever terms that you thought were correct at the time you did your application. They understand they changed the rules on us. Uh, but I haven't seen any reference to full-time equivalent in the most recent documents that may still obviously change they may come back and revise that and you know clarify um, but i'm not i'm not super sure on that number right now
Correct. So, you know, it's still an important number, but um, it, it remains to be seen. I think it'll be pretty easy if, even if you did submit an application with an FTE and they change the rules afterwards, it should be pretty easy to uh, confirm looking at those application documents that, yes, that number was calculated using FTE. So when the forgiveness step comes around, they'll have to do apples to apples. You know, they won't be able to uh, say, oh, well, you only reported uh, 15 FTE, but you have 30, you know, total. Well, you know, why didn't you meet, you know, a higher number? Well, I used FTE, you know. So uh, I, they have said that there is going to be a safe harbor uh, aspect where if you applied using the wrong information based on incorrect or uh, revised rules, they will they will allow that and it won't penalize anybody. Yeah, absolutely. That would cause uh, some serious problems if uh, if you weren't expecting it that way. Yes, and that's been a, a sticking point with some people, just figuring out, okay, what information do we need to disclose? How, you know, do I have to list all of my businesses if I have multiples? The, the rule we're seeing primarily is 20%. If there's more than 20% ownership, there is a, a disclosure that needs to be made there. The exception that I'm seeing most of the time is for franchises. If you have a franchise business, you are probably excluded from needing to list out those affiliates. We've seen some banks that have kind of maybe not gotten that memo, uh, but most of them that if you report that you are part of a franchise and list what that franchise is, they will waive the requirement to list your, uh, your affiliates. But otherwise, if you own several, you know, independent businesses, you will be required to disclose anything that you own more than 20%.
Yeah, that's a really good aspect of it. They're also um, putting in a provision that you don't have to try to seek credit elsewhere first because that's typically also uh, part of an SBA program that you would be required to try to get a loan elsewhere before you come to them. Um, in this case, no, that's not required. You can just show up to the SBA or, in this case, to your bank to ask for the loan program, um, and you don't have to do any prior attempts to get credit. It's not based on anything else. Um, it really is just intended to help business owners uh, keep running their payroll, and they understand that putting these other roadblocks in the way would just slow that process down and limit who's going to be able to keep keep paying payroll. So, uh, so yeah, so they've made some smart choices in letting, letting those restrictions uh, go away. Correct. And uh, from the ones that I've personally seen, they got exactly what they had um, requested, you know, based on their average monthly payroll. That was the amount that got deposited into the account. They rounded it up a little bit or rounded down to a, a even number, but they did get exactly, yeah, they got exactly what they'd requested. Um, and again, it, it went relatively fast from the time that the bank was able to start processing it. So that was a good sign. Um, and, of course, they're doing everything with electronic paperwork. There's no requirement to go in and uh, personally sign anything anywhere. They are doing everything with electronic signatures um, and by email. So, you know, no exposure to uh, any virus out there having to go out to the bank. Up for. We have a lot of things in the bank, and from what we're seeing in the bank, 
definitely. I'm anticipating many of these starting to come through next week uh, now that the banks have gotten their system with SBA established properly. It's very easy to do. We have not, uh, when I spoke to the SBA last week, they basically said, uh, you know, expected to take 10 days or up to two weeks. Uh, so that is not going as fast. I think, I think when they said three days, they may have gotten ahead of themselves and meant three days from the time that we look at it. Uh, so, you know, be patient with that. It, it will take a little bit longer. Fortunately, the application is very easy. You are not required to submit any documents for the disaster loan, it, it's just a few numbers from your uh, financials and some owner information. It is a relatively simple form to go fill out online. So I would encourage people to go ahead and do that um, and go ahead and get their place in line so that they can hopefully get that grant money as soon as possible. Correct. And I think a lot of people could really use that. It would be really helpful. Um, they will ask for your bank account information during the application process, so make sure to have that handy. Um, but that would be a, a fantastic resource for a lot of people. Correct. The maximum is fifty thousand. There's a few exceptions that'll take it higher, but that's pretty uh, pretty minimal. Uh, they are encouraging that if you only request twenty five thousand, they can uh, do it a little bit faster. There's less uh, background check and credit check involved with it. Um, it doesn't have to go through a full approval process. So if you're going to do the state uh, loan, you may consider requesting just up to twenty five thousand instead if you want to try to expedite it. Um, and don't necessarily need the whole 50.
Absolutely, my pleasure. Business Matters Talk Show with Charles Musgrove is sponsored by The Bean Team. For all your business accounting and tax preparation needs, visit beanteam.com or call 893-7710. You can listen to more episodes of Business Matters on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or visit beanteam.com.